Last summer, Alex and I were walking through a small town in northern Spain when we saw this beautiful church across the street. Being a church nerd, I asked if we could pop inside and take a look for a moment. So we crossed the street, and just as I was about to place my hand on the door, a rather vivacious elderly woman ran up to us and said, do not go in there. The person who built this church has no taste. It's way too gaudy on the inside. <laughs> if you want to see the really beautiful church in this town, go seven blocks this way and one block that way. Off the plaza, you will see San Vicente Church. Go there instead. That church is the heart of the Basque people. I'd take you there, but I have a bus to catch. And as quickly as she appeared, she equally as sprightly went zooming down the street to her bus stop. It was a weird way to begin our vacation, but in it all, I found that brief interaction to contain the essence of our Easter story. You won't find what you're looking for in there. Go to this other place instead. Every year we kick off the Easter season with a gospel account of that early morning encounter. The details vary from author to author, but the essentials are the same. People arrive at a tomb to tend to a corpse, and they are unable to find what they are looking for. You can go in, but there's not much to see. Or as the angels say, he is not here, for he has been raised. Go to Galilee instead. There you will find him. And therein lies the beginnings of our Easter journey the unsealing of our Paschal invitation, encountering the living Christ not where we are looking, but in the most unexpected of places. The stories we'll hear on our journey through Eastertide are strangely devoid of divine glitz and glitter. No passages about restoring the sight of the blind, or a paralyzed person leaping up from their mat. Instead, what we'll listen to are some of the stories which almost seem to showcase Jesus's humanity the most, holding out his hand so that Thomas can see his wound, asking for a piece of broiled fish because the risen Christ is starving and his disciples recognizing him by that very special way that he takes the bread, blesses it, breaks it, and gives it. In many ways, it's counterintuitive. You'd think the really big miracles would follow after Jesus's resurrection. But that's not what we hear, and perhaps that is Christ's Easter sermon. 
don't go looking for me and the miraculous, I will not be there. Instead, look for me and the common. That is where I'll be. Look for me in water, and I will sanctify all who are baptized with it. Look for me in bread, and I will feed you in more ways than you could ever imagine. Look for me in the smile of a stranger, and I will warm your heart. Look for me in the eyes of a newborn, and my spirit will fill you with joy. Look for me in your enemies, and I will give you my peace. Look for me when you are tired and heavy laden, and I will refresh you. And look for me as you slowly close your eyes that one last time as you take your very last breath, and I will show you paradise because I am resurrection and I am life. Who needs glorious signs and wonders? The risen Christ is alive and well in the miracle of God's creation, breathing new life into the beauty of those tender moments. Alleluia. He is not here. Go instead to Galilee, and there you will find him. Alleluia.